Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you're feeling kind and generous today, make sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. Also, I've set up a channel membership just in case you want to show your support and help keep story time going for as long as possible. So if you love my videos or want to have your comments shown like this one by Phantasm, click the join button below this video. That said, our first story of the day is by Clinton Tan. Hold the sour cream. In high school, I worked at a Taco Bell almost 20 years ago. Had great customer reviews in the drive through and front. Worked long hours on Saturday nights. Came when expected. All that jazz. It was late one night and we were getting ready to start cleaning. This Taco Bell stayed open until 3am. Guy hits the drive through and asked for a taco salad. Hold the sour cream. I helped run the cold line so I did the vegetables, cheese and sauce. Boxed it up and bagged it. And just before I grabbed the bag to go to the drive through window, I took the sour cream and squirted a dollop into my hand. I did the entire transaction one-handed, clearly holding that sour cream in the other hand, with a smile on my face to a dude that drove away doing a triple take as he drove away with the most confused look I've ever seen before. My coworkers were on the floor laughing. I got wrote up for it the next day because the guy called 1800 Taco Bell on me for it. Glad I found a sub to share this story in. I still laugh about it. Honestly, that was kind of funny, but I doubt that a guy going through a Taco Bell drive-thru at 3am is really going to be the most captive audience for something like that. If you pulled through a drive-thru at 3 in the morning, you saw this go down, would your mind have those irrational thoughts like, did they scoop it off my food? Or driving away, would you think, did I see that right? Would you think it was a weird dream you had or something? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Mr. Twitty, but what if I get a parking ticket? I drove for Uber and Lyft for years. One of the most annoying things is when customers aren't ready when I show up. I mean, you can see me on the map on your phone as I'm driving towards you, right? Anyways, Uber's made it very clear that they won't pay for tickets, parking, or any other kind. When a driver arrives at a busy place, like downtown or at a bar at 2am on a metered street, They'll often hit the hazard lights and block traffic. As you can imagine, cops swing by and tell them to move it or else. Sometimes they don't even give warnings. Meter maids don't warn either. They sneak up in your blind spot and snap a picture of your plate, then either hand you the ticket or mail it to you if you drive away. When asking Uber about it, they state that the driver must follow all applicable laws at all times with no exceptions. No problem. I would arrive at the spot and hit arrived. If no place to park, and no people waiting there, I would keep on driving. Maybe there would be a place to park around the corner. Maybe I would have to drive around the block. 
and if people weren't standing on the curb, I would circle again. Eventually the timer would count down and I would cancel the ride as a no-show. I would get paid a few bucks and the customer would get charged. But if the customer called Uber, their charge would be reversed. I can't tell you how much money I made from Uber stupidity. And the customer? They would instantly order a new ride. And guess what? I'm right around the corner. OP says it's Uber stupidity, but I definitely understand why Uber as a company would try to avoid having to pay any of these tickets. First of all, from a legality standpoint, if they cover these or they support these fines or tickets, it probably could be perceived as if they're supporting breaking the laws, which in general probably isn't a good idea for the company, but also they just don't want to have to pay any extra fees, obviously, like any true company would. This next story is by Haljon. No loading dock for you. I worked in management for this company that was once a very pleasant place to work. We had a large office with a warehouse facility attached. For my area of work, I needed to use the loading dock regularly to send or receive equipment, and the warehouse guys were cool and helped me out. Things started taking a bad turn when we were acquired and combined into a much larger company. We'll call them Megacorp. They already had a larger warehouse facility, so it only made sense that they would shut ours down. It was sad, but initially didn't impact me. Slowly, all the warehouse guys left until there were none. One day, I was notified by Megacorp that the rear of the building would become inaccessible for tax reasons. I inquired about this as I needed the loading dock for freight I had coming. I was told that it was effective immediately and that nobody was to use the loading dock or warehouse under any circumstances. I immediately objected to the facilities team and explained that I had a shipment inbound with a long, something like a 10-foot, device that must come at the dock. No exceptions, you'll have to schedule liftgate service from now on. This was to be at the expense of my own projects as well. Begrudgingly, I had the shipment redirected and we scheduled liftgate service. It was amusing to see these guys get this device off the truck and onto the liftgate. They were pros about it, but I could tell it was heavy and frustrating. This practice had to continue for a while, and I took all sorts of crap from customers for requesting liftgate service for everything now. We would still have the occasional truck show up with equipment and no liftgate, and we would have to turn them away and pay fees for redelivery. I was a good company man about it and did what I was told though. One day as I was leaving the office, a large flatbed truck arrived. I spoke with the driver and he said Megacorp sent him to take our forklifts to their bigger warehouse. Over five hours away, he needed me to open the loading dock for him. Oh no, we aren't allowed to use the loading dock. He looked at me like I was stupid. Also, we don't have any licensed forklift drivers here so no can do. I sent him on his way back to Megacorp and he left for the day. Not too long after this, the facilities team inquired about why the forklifts couldn't be picked up. I re-explained their own rules back to them and left it at that. I quit not too long after that, but I was satisfied that I made sure that everyone followed the rules. Isn't it great that everybody has to follow the rules until the people who are enforcing them want to skirt around them a little bit? It doesn't apply to me, it just applies to you. Rules for thee and not for me. This next story is by Splunkzop. Coal Mine Compliance, a story. I work in a coal mine driving dozers 95% of the time. We got a new general manager recently and he wants to pee on every pole so everyone knows he's the top dog. 
Part of this is spewing about following procedures and management having been giving write-ups for very minor things. Not wearing gloves when you climb up the ladder to get in a dozer, D11, or truck, Cat793. Not wearing a mask in the car park. Having a window open on their land cruiser. The list goes on. Cue malicious compliance. Saturday night, start of shift, a grease lines come off the tilt ram on the dozer blade. Our pre-start book says you cannot operate the dozer with broken grease lines. Category A fault. Normally we'll call up the workshop and they'll say, yeah mate, we'll catch up with you later, just operate it till then. And we will. Thing is, the pre-start book says before operating a machine with a category A fault, it must be fixed or the workshop supervisor has to come out and sign off using the machine. I reply to workshop, not a chance of me starting this machine until the fault is fixed or you sign the pre-start book. Remember mate, procedures, procedures, procedures. This was 7pm on Saturday night, just after 10.30pm, Workshop were able to get out to fix the grease line. It just needed to be reconnected and took less than 3 minutes to fix. Screw them. the people operating the machinery are slowly doing more of this, and it will, slash is, slowing down production. Well, if somebody's gonna come in here all high and mighty touting the procedural book, touting the rules, touting the policies, It only makes sense to ensure that everybody follows them, even if it directly annoys the people who are trying to enforce them. If anything, they deserve it. Our next story is by Fallen Angel 7334 Delivery in under 90 minutes. This happened last night. I work as a driver at a restaurant, and most of our business is takeaway and delivery, and we close at 9 p.m., accepting orders until the last minute. Last night at 8.55 p.m., we receive a small order. Not a big deal, happens every now and then. We put our standard delivery time of 90 minutes, a precaution in case we're busy during the day. A few minutes later, we get a call from the customer asking when his food will be delivered and if we can hurry. Now, we've already cleaned most of the kitchen, not a problem. The delivery car was parked and I was ready to go home, not a problem. My boss hating people micromanaging her, huge problem. She takes the phone from me and explains to the customer that the 90 minutes are given to all deliveries by the system, but we always deliver sooner than that. Then she tells me that my shift is over and I can go home. She'll deliver the food when she's done cleaning on her way home. If it were up to me, the client would have had the order delivered in 15 minutes. Now for annoying my boss, they got it in 89 minutes after ordering, just under the promised 90. Honestly, as long as they display how long the time frame is going to be maximum for delivery, it's totally understandable if it actually takes that long to get there. In the times that I do order some kind of delivery, the only times it actually upsets me is when it takes longer than maybe half an hour and they don't ever show how long it's actually going to take. Or if they do, it's some unreliable estimate tucked far away in a corner that you're not meant to see. Now that is annoying. Our next story is by Woolran. You don't want me to come in? Sure. When I started working, I had a position in a laboratory supervising some devices. When I started, the devices we used were from the 90s and not that automated as new ones, but they were fairly easy to maintain and repair if you knew what you were doing. I later moved on inside the company, doing outside jobs with a better salary, but occasionally helping with the old devices as I knew them inside and out. Of course, I trained some of the new people who worked with my devices, but they were later replaced, etc. 
Important to know, this device could be filled with samples and the device would work through them without supervision, except to refill some fluids and refill samples. So the device could be working through the weekend and someone only had to check on it every 24 hours to refill. This was great as we were often under time pressure and sometimes there were even penalties for finishing projects late. Years after I left that post, I was called on a Saturday by the son of the owner who tried to refill the device, but noticed some sort of problem. The actual operator at that time was also there, but unable to find out what the problem was. I was at my in-laws several hours away, and at that point already some beers in so no chance to get down there fast. Junior owner asked if I could tell what the problem was from his description. I was able to narrow it down, but not being there, I couldn't exactly tell what the problem was. I gave the operator some things to check, and a few hours later she gave up, not able to finish repairing the device. At this point, I was fairly sure where the problem was located and what I would have to do. I asked the junior owner if I should come in Sunday evening to repair the device, and at least get it to run for the night to Monday. There was a project that needed to be completed because there was a penalty in place to finish late. I would stop by at my way home, no biggie. Junior owner, just having witnessed how long the operator had worked to finish nothing, declined. He thought I would come in on Sunday evening, which would mean double pay, with my increased salary for a few hours just to be stuck again. I asked if he was sure, and he was. Fine by me, only meant more time with family on my weekend. Monday morning comes, and I come in, troubleshoot, put the device apart in something like half an hour, locate the faulty piece, put it back together, and just in an hour and a few minutes, the device is up and running just fine. The operator was flabbergasted as it had taken her two hours alone to pull it apart, only to not find the issue. Oh, and we didn't make the deadline, resulting in the company having to pay a nasty penalty just because junior owner didn't want me to come in on a Sunday. We worked it out though, he's actually a good guy. Just like his father, he was just a little inexperienced at this time. Well, to be fair, I don't think I can really blame the guy. Like OP said, they were just a little inexperienced, they didn't know OP would be able to come in here and fix it right up. You get a little less green, you get a feel for things. I'm sure going forward it was a lot more smoother. And our final story of the day is by Hurling Day. Just give me anything. Surprise me. I babysit for twin girls. When they were about two, they would always fall asleep in the car coming home from our activities. Then they wouldn't nap once we got home. One day, I really wanted them to get their nap in. I figured if I went to a drive-thru and got them some fries, that would keep them awake till we got home. I went to the first fast food place I saw, a place I hadn't been to in years. I ordered some chicken tenders and french fries for the girls. Then I figured I should get myself something, so I asked for a hamburger. They asked which one. I said, I don't care, just give me a hamburger, surprise me. We got home, put the girls down for their nap, and sat down with my burger. I took one bite and had to spit it out. I opened the bun. Both buns were saturated in hot sauce and there was a dozen jalapenos. That I counted on the burger. I laughed so hard, serves me right. In all fairness to OP, who goes to a drive-thru and says, get me a burger, I don't care which one. If I was that drive-thru worker, I would be so confused. Depending on where you went, you can go from regular one patty hamburger 
to some ultra stack four patty cheese covered mega mountain thing. That's a risky proposition, just laying it in the drive-thru worker's hands like that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.